understand it. I know you planned it. <laughs> Hello, I was in a straight this water game. <laughs> I fucking love that song so much. Dude, it's so good. You love the impression I get by the Mighty Mighty Boston? <laughs> <laughs> hello. I do like that song, actually. <laughs> Hello, hello. That Beastie Boys song is fucking amazing. With their, I, they have a video of them doing it on Letterman, and it's so fucking good. Yeah. And when he interrupted the REM speech at the MTV Awards, I think it was in 94, 95, and like dressed up as his Nathaniel Hornblower uncle, he was very Borat before Borat was popular. Yeah. Rip MCA. I was reading this uh, thing about uh, iced tea. The person or the beverage? <laughs> the person and how he was actually really like he had a metal band and stuff and what? he was like really he was really into Wait, like rock are you guys yeah. fucking joking you've never heard of body count nope i fully wow. I, I haven't i haven't you guys have never heard of body count the bro the, i only know of ice t from his rap career SVU? and <laughs> svu bro you guys uh fucking I got my ma- I got my ski mask on and I'm ready to go. Cop killer, better you than me. No nope. cop killer, fuck police brutality. Nope. Oh I my god. I know that one. It's a, I know that one. Yeah, that's his metal group. That's his metal yeah. group. Body count. Anyway, he's really into Beastie Boys apparently. So well, you learn something new every day. Actually, speaking- you know Cop Killer by Body Count. I've played it for you a million times. Speaking you of learning sure something new every day, I just realized for yesterday for the first time in 33 years i learned how to fold a shirt properly i've been doing it wrong forever i think i missed that part in life with like laundry stuff so did you notice how nice your shirts are you gotta do that little little twirl at the end the little twirl that folds the sides in yeah i don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about (laughs) folding shirts maybe you should have gotten a job at the gap at one point (laughs) i hang my i hang my shirts up (laughs) didn't you used to work at the gap no. Oh. I th- Never. Old Navy? I used to work at fucking Price Chopper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. I, I would be horrible in real retail. You're confusing D with Janine Garofalo's character <laughs> in Reality Bites. <laughs> Happens all the time to D. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, hello, friends. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Girly Mags. For those just joining us, we are a nostalgia podcast that deep dives into all of your favorite teen magazines from the 90s and 2000s. So we basically look at issues from gems like Sassy, 17, YM, Twist, and this week, I think it's the 1994 issue of Teen Magazine. May 94. Yeah, May 94. May 94. May 94 issue of Teen Magazine, and it is a doozy. Teen with an apostrophe. Yeah. The fashion in this issue is bonkers. Like, it, it everybody looks 12 in, <laughs> in, like, the outfits that they're wearing. It's crazy. Except for the school shooter section of all the hottest guys in America that are all white and, like, 47 years old all of them look like they would shoot up a school it's i all of them look like a headshot from a school shooting i look where it's at middle america now it's a tragedy now it's so sad to see actually it says here when d was going over the magazine teen girl guy of the year what in the fresh white school shooter hell is this (laughs) that's my note yeah (laughs) yeah i mean we can't really talk about it because it's a very visual like issue but we can maybe i don't know if andrea wants to post it but like every single fucking dude looks like a school shooter <laughs> uh my name is d mortimer and if you hear some yipping in the background it's from my new puppy stevie nicks sorry not sorry she is the best i would kill for her i mixed so. up her butt in her face when i just saw her yeah. her little butt looks like it's been dipped in paint <laughs> it's cute she's very cute 
So going back to, and they blame it on Marilyn and the heroine. This brings me up to a point. My name is James Holler, a.k.a. Shirley Mansplain, <laughs> because I can't call myself Very the nice. other name anymore. Thou shall not yeah. be spoken. Because Marilyn Manson is canceled. Surprise, surprise, the guy who seemed like a total piece of shit ended up being a total piece of shit. <laughs> My 11-year-old self is crying, but actually not. But your 11-year-old parents are cheering, being like, told you motherfuckers. I have a number of friends who say that one of the best concerts they've ever been to is a Marilyn Manson concert. When he doesn't fucking hurt his knee and complain and stomp off the stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he falls a lot. You know what the best part of this is, though? Not the best part. It's all terrible. But the one good part is people who spend $300 on a vintage Marilyn Manson t-shirt now have to fucking never wear that shit again. <laughs> I wore a Ma Marilyn Manson sheet t-shirt to a Christian camp that my parents sent me to when I was in elementary school, and they took it away from me. I bought a Slayer shirt that had a uh, Slayer uh, branding people with a pentagram. <laughs> and my mom thought it was a Star of David, thought it was anti-Semitic, so made me take it back. <laughs> Good for you, Mom. I mean, you were wrong, but... <laughs> Hi, Mom! She was right in spirit. She also didn't like the satanic element of it, but... <laughs> Anyways... Thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, we also have a Patreon for those of you that are new or maybe not. Uh, if you want to join it, it's patreon.com slash girlymags. We've got extra episode segments, uh, magazine scan, shout outs, and a little community there. So join us on Patreon. I traded that shirt in for a glow-in-the-dark Foo Fighter shirt that was an alien head. And it said it glue in the dark. Glue. That's the past <laughs> tense of glow, right? <laughs> it glue in the dark. I wish I had that t-shirt now. It glowed in the dark. Oh, God, glue. Do you remember the fucking mall kiosks in the 90s that always had like t-shirts that were like pass, $100? I always wanted shit from there and it was always so fucking expensive. And now they're all in some trash on its way to a and South American I got country. into hip hop in uh, grade eight and didn't need any of my rock shirts anymore. And I gave them to some skid in grade nine. <laughs> You're a Ooh, skid. Those are probably worth money now. Who is a dick to me? And I, yet I gave him my rock t-shirts. Ask for them back. Look. I should. <laughs> Message him <laughs> on Facebook. All right. This month in history. Some months nothing happens. Some months everything happens. This is when I give you context for what was going on in May 1994. And D, you will love this. There's a lot of murderers. On Yay! May 9th, mass murderer Joel Rifkin was found guilty in New York. His nickname was Joel the Ripper, <laughs> which I think more... <laughs> Shitty nicknames. <laughs> he didn't get anything Very like original. The Night Stalker, which sounds way cool for a guy who murdered a bunch of ladies. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And he got his teeth fixed when he was in prison. Our tax dollars <laughs> paid for fucking the Night Stalker to get his teeth fixed. Joel the Ripper sounds like a VJ. <laughs> true. He sounds like a stripper. <laughs> that is true, too. Uh, you know what the other name for the Night Stalker was? The Walk-In Killer. Like, yeah. I think of walk-in fridge, so that's yeah. way less cool. On May 10th, Drew Barrymore files for divorce from Jeremy Thomas. I probably should have done some research on Jer who Jeremy Thomas was, but he was 31 and she was 19. Yeah, Go fuck yourself, Jeremy Thomas, although my dad is also mm -hmm. guilty of shit like that. Way worse. <laughs> on May 10th, John Wayne Gacy. Oh, more murders! Murder of 33 <laughs> young men was executed in Illinois at 52. Yep. He was down to clown. <laughs> he was a bad dude. <laughs> uh, I looked up Jeremy Thomas. He's a British bartender turned L.A. bar owner. 
Oh. Of course he is. <laughs> yeah, that's how he was able to marry a hot 19-year-old. Yeah, because he's a bar owner. Yeah. Woo! True. On May 10th, in good news, Nelson Mandela is sworn in as South Africa's first black president. Woo! Wait. And then the next day, six white racists are sentenced to death in South Africa. Woo! Nice. <laughs> Sad news again, May 19th, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis uh, dies of cancer at 64. Rip. Great fashion sense. On May 26th, Michael Jackson weds Lisa Marie Presley in Dominican Republic. Fake news. Probably could have done better, you billionaire. (laughs) (laughs) That uh, wedding was followed by hot heterosexual honeymoon sex that both couples (laughs) were equally and genuinely aroused by. (laughs) I have that in my notes, which they issued as a couple as a press release. And we thought they'd never last. In music, Weezer released their self-titled debut, known as the Blue Album. And Ill Communication was released by the Beastie Boys. Woo! Excellent. I remember my sister having that poster on her wall, and I just felt so cool being in her teenage room when I was that age. Beastie Boys or Blue? Beastie Boys. I loved both of those albums. My brother got the Beastie Boys off uh, Columbia Records. We split it. He got the Beastie Boys. What? You guys split a penny? No, you got several <laughs> albums, and you had to buy a couple, so we split the ones you got. Okay. And he got the Blue Album and Nirvana Unplugged, and I got two Green Jelly albums. I remember Columbia House. We, we did it once as a family, and then they never left us alone. <laughs> <laughs> On May 4th, Singer Courtney Love was cleared of drug charges. What drug charges? She was arrested after hotel officials called police to believe one of their guests had overdosed on heroin. Uh-oh. She was booked into jail on uh, possession of uh, controlled substance, heroin, and a needle. Less than 24 hours later, the body of her husband, Nirvana lead singer, I won't even say his name, was found by an electrician at her home. So at the same time she was arrested is that was in April ninety four though. This is May. No, it's she was arrested in she was cleared in May. Oh okay. So she was oh, arrested. Okay. So the exact time she was get arrested, it's believed that Kirk Romain shot herself. So at that time, her husband had been missing and no one could find him. And yeah, maybe don't arrest her. Maybe she should be allowed to do a little heroin. Yeah. She's yeah. fucking dealing with a lot of shit. Also, right there. if you're one of those fucking people that is conspiracy theory and says that Courtney Love killed her husband, don't fucking listen to us and unfollow yeah. us on Instagram. Cause that shit pisses me off. It's more victimization of women in the media. And I know Courtney Love isn't a great person and she's had a lot of, you know, feuds and controversies, but she she's also not lost a bad person. She lost she's her husband to suicide and had to raise a child while being mentally ill and addicted to drugs. So Also, imagine how shitty you have to be to want to just like focus on a conspiracy theory when we could be having a good inf- a good conversation about people who die by suicide. Well, like, it's another example of just people's misogyny wanting to yeah, blame yeah. women. Which we're going to go deep into today. Have your have your feelings about Courtney Love, but like she did not fucking kill her husband. It's not a conspiracy. He died by suicide. Go fuck yourself. Get a fucking life. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, don't have your opinions about Courtney Love. I think she's amazing. Yeah, I like her. I love Courtney Love. In movies, the horrible abortion, The Flintstones, was released. (laughs) Oh, my God, I remember that. (laughs) It was fucking weird. Haley, I'm not even, what's it, Stephen Baldwin? John Goodman. And Stephen Baldwin? An obvious 
punt of casting. That was so obvious. John Goodman is Frank yeah. Bloodstone. <laughs> so is Rick Moranis. Too, Rick is Moranis that... is Barney. Yeah, that was kind of yeah. inspired casting. I love that casting. <laughs> rewatching. Halle Berry's in it. Oh, true. In the Vilma, whatever. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of uh, Scooby-Doo. <laughs> no, R.I.P. Kelly Preston played Wilma. True. The Crow yeah. was released. <gasps> also, by the way, Kelly Preston, another heterosexual couple who had hot, <laughs> hot sex in the night. The Crow was released. You know, I've never seen The Crow. You've never? I've well, never seen The Crow. And you call yourself a fucking, like, goth? child of the 90s who was into goth and shit? <laughs> I know. We need to watch The Crow right now. We're okay. shutting this yeah, down we need to, and yeah. watching The Crow. Yeah, we're turning crow. off the episode. Bye, guys. Jesus this is the Christ. end of the episode. We have, to, we have to rectify the fact that Andrea has not watched The Crow. <laughs> and on May 12th, Pulp Fiction makes its premiere at Cannes, directed by Quentin Tarantino, starring John Travolta, hot sexual lover of Kelly Preston. <laughs> And featuring the introduction of Quentin Tarantino's muse, Irma Thurman's feet. <laughs> Uma Thurman's feet. I fucked it up. <laughs> Goodbye. That's it. He likes Who feet. the fuck is Irma? <laughs> Someone else with hot, hot, greasy feet. Ew. I do like feet. I don't. Not greasy ones. Oh, right. <laughs> Not kink shaming at all. That's no. fine. That's a normal thing to be a do. <laughs> wikifeet.com I've just started leaning into this idea that people have of me as being this weird canker for feet when really I just like people to take care of their feet that's how this started I like you self-perpetuated it you said you're into feet absolutely absolutely I lean into it now but this whole thing started because I said I like dudes who take care of their feet bro I can turn you off from feet real quick look at James's shoe boxes you know like you want to shove you want someone to shove their size 11 yam them in your clam no (laughs) i don't want to think about the infections that would happen with that no just get a fucking pedicure every once in a while jesus if you're a fly gal get your nails done get a pedicure get your hair did i fucking love that in the most boring, everyone knows this, he wanted to sound like Chuck D when he was rapping, and he said, oh, man, I'm a loser, and that inspired him to write the lyrics for a loser. Beck, also half Canadian, as I'm contractually obligated to say as a Canadian, everyone who's mildly Canadian. <laughs> also Walt Disney, is, half Canadian. Cool beans, you learn something new every day. As you're going to today. So we have our sex and body talk segment of uh, this issue of teen with an exclamation mark. Straight answers to your personal questions. So uh, this one is a winner. Uh, I went with the one, uh, this one question, which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, my friend's boyfriend told her that if she really loved him, she wouldn't, she wouldn't insist on his using condoms. What should she do? Loser! fucking dump them okay it's that anybody who tries to make you feel like you don't love them a lot if you don't do this specific thing during sex is at best a fucking tool and a fuck boy and at worst a fucking predator also this was in 1994 this article is literally tied into an article about aids like this is yeah. a big time where yeah. like tlc was wearing condoms on their faces like yeah. condoms were cool <laughs> yeah, but they also wasted a lot of money to try to appeal to like the suburban crowd by wasting money that should have gone to gay men 
and places in urban cities settings yeah. and in and, and minority communities where AIDS was actually affecting people. But they tried they, they wasted that money trying to appeal to a suburban crowd who was worried about AIDS who are never gonna get AIDS. I mean you could all it's not just about AIDS though, it's also about getting pregnant. Like, yeah. Teens get pregnant all the time. That's a whole different issue. I just mentioned the whole AIDS thing was a part of a conspiracy yeah. that was like bullshit. Yeah. It was all this like fear mongering and stigmatization around HIV and AIDS back then and in 94, which was sort of the peak of the AIDS epidemic was, I believe, anywhere between like 81 and 95. So 94 would have been like at, like around a very, you know, specific time in, in this Charitably, specific crisis. You could, Charitably, you could see it as being like we have to spread the idea of AIDS to people because it's very hard to get funding for what is wildly considered a gay disease and, yeah. and focusing on gay and minority communities when, you know, it was hard to get funding for that. So you can see it as a kind of savvy political uh, take to get people more widely aware of it, to get more funding to the people who are actually affected. But they also made it uh, so that, like, everybody assumed it was like a, a quote-unquote, like, gay cancer. And in order to do that, it kind of like gave them permission to just not give a fuck about all of these. But that's that that's what I'm saying. The, the opposite was when they they made it widely available. When it if they only made it a gay cancer, when it really was yeah. disproportionately affecting gay communities, to yeah. get funding, they had to make suburban people care about it, which was make people worry. But clearly, they don't, because this guy's like, I'm not wearing a condom. But when you're like 15, okay. 16, you look at a girl and they get pregnant. Yeah, exactly. When yeah. I was in my 20s, I thought, hey, man, I am awesome at not getting girls pregnant. Now I realize, hey, I might be shit at getting girls pregnant. <laughs> yeah, maybe you don't have a, your sperm's all fucked up. I don't want to have a kid right now, but I worry now that if I, if it's just because I have shitty sperm. I mean, the advice that they gave, like in this specific question was very, very 1994-ish, which is like, you're not only protecting yourself from AIDS with a condom, you're also protecting yourself from teen pregnancy. And like, this guy's a fucking asshole for not wanting to wear a condom and for making you feel like, uh, you know, guilty or trashy because you don't, like, because he doesn't want you to wear one or whatever. So, but I was going to ask you guys, I know that, because it's interesting that James brought up the whole idea that this was kind of trying to make it more specific to like suburban people. I remember my mom and my dad, their biggest fear in the 90s when they were giving me sex ed talks was that I was going to get AIDS. Yeah. Like, I remember that specifically. And then afterwards, it was, like, very much, like, getting AIDS or having a baby, but it was very much, like, we don't want you to get AIDS because of, like, this death... It's, like, a death sentence, and... I guess my point was, but I didn't make it clearly, that it's a double-edged sword, that they mm -hmm. wasted a lot of AIDS funding marketing towards suburban communities and people who are never in danger of getting AIDS, teenagers and whatnot. And oh, like, okay. That, it's a double-edged sword because they wasted a lot of money market, uh, uh, focusing on those people that could have gone to minority and gay communities who were disproportionately affected by AIDS. Uh -huh. But then again, would they have had that money because the government didn't care about gay people if they hadn't had if they hadn't marketed towards. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, That's I understand. The point that. I'm making. One thing that I don't yeah. understand is like in sex education, I do not ever once remember learning about female condoms ever. Like it was no. only like so the entire onus is placed on the male, and what he wants to do is like based on your sex ed health education oh yeah that's a flex by the way you're about to sleep with a girl and she's like do you have a condom and i'm like yes and i pull out a female condom Hashtag i don't even know feminism. how to put one in i've yeah. never used I've one, never one in. Then i'm like snap ladies yeah, 
I imagine maybe I imagine it's maybe similar to putting in a diva cup, but I don't know. I've never used one. I've used a dental dam, but never, never. Uh, you know, maybe we should I try it it's out. It's kind of like an opposite version of when like a lady. Uh, they would often be like uh, sex workers. They would put like a condom on a penis with a mouth. You just like put That's it a out dental there dam. and then <laughs> pound it in. <laughs> but I think that going back to what Andrea was saying, I think that the whole idea of not hearing about female condoms back in the day, um, even, I don't even know if you hear about it now. It's pretty much always like the man, the man should wear a condom and the woman should just either abstain or whatever um and like or take birth control if the if the prom baby is the thing that you're worried about but like it's i think it was very much specific to not mention female condoms because then that acknowledges are we being crazy though are there any women who would wear whoa those things are con- fucking huge, huge. yeah <laughs> they, look like, they, look like, they look like a condom for a horse <laughs> They look like those fucking like bags of milk. That yeah. you get. Like, we can't, we can't like in all honesty pretend that like they focus on male condoms because they don't talk about female condoms. Because no woman in the world would be like, "Do you have a condom?" <laughs> yeah, here's a female condom. They'd be like, "I mean, what fair, the fuck fair enough." Doing? It's like the, the size of a grocery. It's a reusable grocery bag. Also, the fact that I've never used one and that I, and James is right, probably not a whole lot of women use them. I, I'm just imagining, if we have listeners that use female condoms, please drop into our DMs and let me know how well, that I'm works looking, I'm looking at some stuff. It says, apparently female condoms aren't tight on the penis, so they don't inhibit or dull sensation. That sounds way better. Uh, they can increase sexual pleasure because um, they can be inserted prior to sex so as to not ruin the moment. How do you do it, though? They're huge. I'm just coming into um, basically a recycling bag. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but in a pinch, you can use a recycling bag. All I'm picturing right now is the sound that it would make fucking a Ziploc bag. Like, <laughs> sound. <laughs> Your flavor and aroma lock safely in a Ziploc storage bag. I'm trying to see how you insert it. Let's see here. The thick inner ring with closed end is used for placing them in the in the vagina and holds condom in place. The thin outer ring remains outside of the body, covering the vaginal opening. Yeah, these things are fucking huge. But you They're know what? Huge, right? How do you? I swear, the only way I to think do you it kind of put see, it in like a tampon. It shows the fingers. You finger it in. It kind of looks like a tampon, which is fun. It looks big enough that you're fisting yourself. I mean, you it. should be. That's the thing, right? You should be fingering it in yourself. Don't James, stop getting a boner. Don't trust a guy with his fumbling fingering to finger in your condom. But how oh does the God. lip stop? How do you stop the lip from like you know getting what? shoved in? I'm gonna in? look this up on YouTube. <laughs> like, are you getting like? Does it come with a handy hook that like you just get like? There's like a fucking uh, when it gets like a claw grabber. Like, how do you keep the lip outside? I think it's a hell of a lot easy. I think it's a hell of a lot easy easier putting a condom on a on a on a dick you know what though i'm gonna try this i think you hold it you're not trying i'm gonna try this and we're gonna get back to you and let you know amazing i can't wait (laughs) it's something that i think should be a part of sex ed though like why should it be able to have with your hands kind of and then he pounds he he pounds it in (laughs) i have no idea Uh, yeah i have no idea if that's how that works but i do think that there's there was i do think that it does say something that we don't talk about female condoms as much as male condoms 
Like, I mean, I didn't even know what a fucking clitoris was when I was going through sex ed. And like, I never knew that the woman was supposed to have an orgasm. Like I never, there's no empowerment when it comes to your own sexuality. It's like, just lay there and take it. I'm just looking at the end. Like just, this is the worst marketing. It's never going to happen. Like (laughs) we need to make female condoms cool again. At the end, the guy kind of turns off to the side and pulls off his condom. This one, you go like, funk. This is a product without a market. Like no one (laughs) wants female condoms. I just, I want to. I can't imagine what like the whole like the board, the like the conference room table when they're coming up the with the idea of a female condom. What must honestly, you know what they if they really want to make this marketable, what jizz bags. If they really want to make this marketable, they should put it into like a tampon type thing that you can go into the bathroom discreetly, yeah. shoot it up there and be like, let's bang. Boom. Yeah. No problem. But like, if you're like, hold on a second, let me just like look in the mirror, stretch out this garbage bag. And yeah. then you put it like, it's not going to happen. It comes with a handy like <laughs> shoving device. <laughs> Like a oh plunger. Like the things they shove into muskets back in the day to load them. Oh, it comes no. with that. You just shove it in there. Ooh, it's very oh. erotic and, and sophisticated. It's like churning butter. <laughs> hey, I'm not an expert on female contraception. I will be the first to admit. Neither am I, apparently. Isn't there like the... the it's not an IUD. It's like a, a sponge. They Seinfeld's oh, yeah. famously. Like it, it's a sponge block. was also a very... There's like a lot of 90s things that I don't think people use anymore. In the 80s, I, I was conceived on an IUD. I'm here because sex contraception failed. So yeah. uh, apparently they've gotten a lot better. I actually talked to somebody recently who uh, studies like the history of contraception, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like a doula. But Get a real job! <laughs> She's like a doula. She said he's like contraception. Apparently, like in the 80s, they actually had no idea how IUDs worked. So -hmm. they just like put it as an experiment. And they're like, here you go. Let's try it out. And so many women got pregnant on them. So I'm one of those people. Mm -hmm. Thanks, mom. I'm pretty sure my brother's one of those people, too. Uh, Apparently, they've got better. My cousin in Afghanistan was one of those people. (laughs) Now he has a osteoporosis leg. Oh, sorry. IUDs. IUDs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Told you. James doesn't know what vaginas are. I am just amazed about the number of things people want us to shove in our vaginas. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of which, I have a gri- uh, Andrea's weekly gripe, okay? I told James to buy me tampons with my own money. And mm-hmm. he bought me some low-budget fucking like compliments fucking brand of tampons unacceptable that feels like shoving cardboard hot dogs up my vagina and i'm just gonna come out and say it i don't like the way that that feels so i had no idea but i guess i should have assumed i don't want to be one of those people that's like brand names and also i know there's period poverty i know i've even been in a place where i've been so poor that i'm like fuck shove some toilet paper down there dude shitty tampons feel like shit you know what's funny because Andrea hates her tampon so much, she used our toilet paper. But I bought some really good <laughs> brand name toilet paper. So it's, it's all like full circle. It's insane. It's like wiping it your does ass. Feel, it does feel nicer. Like a, a, I noticed that. A Pope's like fucking yeah, uh, Instead robe. of a burlap sack. It's amazing. 
It's unacceptable that he got you shitty tampon. Exactly. I don't yeah. know. I'm not one of those people. Like normally, you know what? I'll eat Odeos over Cheerios, whatever. You sent me. I remember you sent me a thing with a specific thing and I got the specific thing. I looked for a long time to the point where a lady almost asked me what I was doing there. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was horrified by, because if I'm buying tampons, I want to at least be confident that I know what Listen, I'm doing. For our one, how long have you guys been together? Oh my god, this is bullshit. This is oh, I've been railroaded. I sent you a fucking photo. Yeah, and of I those said tampons. no. What I said is is buy the super regular and light. I said and he you got a photo. me the low brand, which again feels like cardboard tampons. It is cardboard, and it, like, stays in your vagina when you're trying to pull it out. It's I not the nice plastic. I need a team of Republicans You know what? Dee D- is even on this conversation. She's like, you guys are stupid. Get a Diva Cup. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I, get whatever you want. It's, like, I don't – I mean, I still – sometimes I just don't have it in me to, like, you know, use a Diva Honestly, Cup. Honestly, I wish I could just free bleed, but that's disgusting. You can use yeah. the same erotic pliers they use to remove <laughs> your Diva Cup as they use to oh remove your female condom. <laughs> Girly Meg's brand erotic pliers. <laughs> it amazes me and scares me at the same time how you learned about the female body. <laughs> Not even the female body, just people with vaginas. I would like to introduce Girly Meg's <laughs> new product. All our listeners could buy it. Girly Meg's erotic pliers. They can both be used to remove your diva cup and your female condom. Designed yeah. to limit the funk noise that is made by the removal. Curly oh Meg's erotic appliers available in your least reputable women's health stores. <laughs> Behind the Dollarama. <laughs> now, while the sperm is coming into the man's penis, the woman's body is getting ready to receive the sperm. It's amazing, you know, how God made it. Because while they're making love and being happy together, the woman feels her vagina becoming kind of slippery inside so that the penis can easily slip in and out. No trouble. Fourth and fourth. That's that whole video is so cool. It's I think if you see famous uh, picture, there's like photo shoot of her wearing like a backwards hat and like Tommy overalls, and she's like sitting on like a chair. I think it's from that video. She's that so- sounds like very jittery intercourse. <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much. She would have had just like I mean, she already had an amazing career when she passed away, but or when she was killed in like killed in that accident. Yeah. But she would have just I just it makes me really sad to think about the career she would have had. Like it would have been bonkers. Her and Lisa her Lopez. association with a uh, uh, Missy just being yeah. like what Missy would have had for her. It's Ugh. just we're so deprived by what because Missy got weirder and oh she was already weird, but just like Missy getting a Leo weirder just yeah. would have been fucking weird in incredible. A good yeah, no weirder oh, yeah, is more sure. interesting. Like once she got freed of her bullshit, which she was attached to, like getting more yeah. attached to Missy was just would have been incredible. Oh, for sure. I I miss her so much. We're on to the Why Me segment, which is the Teen Magazine's version of Embarrassing Moments, which you will enjoy because it involves me reading out loud, which I am not qualified at. (laughs) This one is from CS17 in California. I was at my school prom and I had to go to the bathroom. 
When I came back out, I walked onto the dance floor. That's not the question I wanted to read. <laughs> this is um, AK, also from California. I want to know how the story ends. Uh, okay, so they came outside. All of a sudden, a voice on the loudspeaker said, for those of you who hadn't noticed, a cute fanny is on display. Ew, how old is this person? I know, it's Ugh. the perverts who used to run teen dances, who like watch like teens like fingering each other on the dance floor and they're like 30 years old being like let's encourage this and I'm gonna play November Rain (laughs) hey by the way the corners of the dance floor are extra dark for fingering so if you wanna funk in a female condom now's your chance you know that DJ had a weird fucking creepy mustache. Because, well, like, even when I went to the skating rink and stuff when I was a kid, now that I think about it, I remember thinking, like, oh, it's cool older guys. And now I'm like, ugh. Can you imagine <laughs> older guys. being a fucking, like, I mean, you want money, whatever. It's a way to get money as a DJ. But be like, I'm corresponding over a dance in which, like, people, like, if teenagers, 13-year-olds make out in the corner and, like, finger each other in the back. Yeah, that shit needs to be vetted. Female DJs At least have female or like 13-year-old DJs. (laughs) I mean, DJs are like 13 now. Hey guys, I'm going to put in a song that makes you super horny about like adults (laughs) having sex. All you need to do, all you need to do is have like a prom committee and have one person on that committee responsible for doing... Exactly. This is my community center dances. Okay, but either way, if you're if you have like this dance going on, have a dance planning committee and have one person's job or two people's job to just do a mixtape that is like five hours long. I liked it that it was like youth gone wild, fucking I was thirteen years old. Why do all the DJs have to be old? Even when I went to raves, like I was like eighteen and all the guys running the parties were like thirty five. I would like it if the DJs were also thirteen, because I don't want to be a forty year old culpable and being like Next up is Wet Ass Pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Great song. Um, But back to this like fucking weird ass DJ pointing out that some young girl's ass is showing on the dance floor. What a perv. Also, what kind of technology do you have in 1994 that you can see her ass? Oh, no, he saw it. Eyes? (laughs) He had eyes. (laughs) He had vision. I thought it was on a... Never mind, I got confused. We were talking about projection earlier, so I was was confused. I stopped listening, actually. (laughs) Yeah, yes. (laughs) Since I already told that story, I'm not going to tell the other one. I'm going to read one from a book that leads into a story. It's the Say Anything YM book. The Say Anything YM book. Ba-ba-dee-ba-bow. Door jam. I was in the library working on a research paper when someone came on the loudspeaker and paged me to the office. My mother brought me a bag containing what I thought was my field hockey uniform. On the way back to the library, the door accidentally slammed behind me and my bag got caught. Everyone turned to look, so I casually pulled the bag. I got it out, but it ripped open and my uniform fell on the floor, along with a box of tampons. My mom had packed them because I'd started my period that day. God, that was a long story with a lot of details. (laughs) Also, it's super boring. (laughs) It's weird because we don't think that's a big deal, but we would have called that girl Bloody Mary for like the rest of her life. (laughs) Or in my case, Patty. To yeah. throw it back to the very first episode that we ever did on Girly Mags, I told a story when I got my period. You don't think it's a big deal now? Although I fucking no. hate getting my period. Seriously, I every single day I just pray for menopause because I just hate getting my period. When I was 13, it's a big deal to get your fucking period, especially in front of your peers. I remember being like 13 and like my friend invited me to her house for a summer like 
pool party and I was like, I can't go because that was like before I started wearing tampons and I didn't want to wear a pad in my bathing suit. So I was like, oh, I can't go. And she's like, why? And I was like, uh, like, it's just a weird thing when you're that age, you know? I remember I went to an all girls high school, like what I've said many times before, our listeners probably already know. I went to an all girls high school and I was embarrassed to have my period in a school full of girls. Full of periods. A full of period blood is my high school. It was like the fucking shining. Yeah, the shining elevator. <laughs> yeah, it was the shining elevator every day. And I would go into the bathroom and I was wearing, I, I wore pads when I was a teenager. It would take me 15 minutes to change my pad because I would stop unwrapping it every time a girl walked in. <laughs> They need to make less crinkly pad wrappers. They do. They actually have these tampons now that are called like discreet, which is like crazy to me. Like, I don't care anymore, but tampons, tampons were quieter though, because you didn't have a ton to rip. You just had to rip that tiny little part at the top and pull the tampon out. But with pads, it's just unfolding a book and like. It's like the, uh, like the, I used to do use always pads and it's just like, it's so fucking noisy. Yeah. But I forget when you take the old tampon in, it makes the funk noise. <laughs> and then, and then when you put the new one in, it go makes that noise. Yeah. That's our We don't even need a soundboard noise. anymore. Anyways, I was, I read this story. I didn't realize you guys had two stories because I have my own story. That's just about being in the office at uh, my elementary school. I was in the office at my elementary school because I was in trouble because I was a bit of a bad boy. <laughs> and uh, this 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 girl was in the office, and her mom showed up. These people are both like blonde. I'm not sure they were weird Christians, but they looked like weird Christians. Karen you types. can imagine that. So this mom goes to her daughter, and she's like, "I I need to see that I've been finding rotten apples in your knapsack." And maybe I need to do a presentation to your class about the importance of nutrition about eating apples. And the girl's like, Mom, no, please don't do that to me. And then she, Mom goes, well, I'm sorry, Chicky Boom, but I cannot keep having these rotten apples in your knapsack. And that was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Is this a euphemism for tampons? Well, I'm sorry, Chicky Boom, but no, it was just about rotten apples okay, in her girl, knapsack. That girl has food hoarding issues. That's fucking weird. Why did the mob come to the office for that? Why did the mom get the daughter taken to the office to talk about apples in the fucking office where like bad boys like me were there for detention? I have no fucking clue. To be fair to the mom, I'd be pissed off about food wastage as well. Like, my hard-earned fucking money buying you apples and you're letting them go to shit in your fucking bag. All right, one, calm down, Rockefeller. Apples are not expensive. (laughs) Two, this is a conversation meant for at home, not for in public next to an asshole delinquent like me to report to the rest of the school about how your mom said, I'm sorry, chicky boom. (laughs) Maybe they had the conversation at home and the daughter didn't care and just kept doing it. And this was the only way out. Also, you know what? Also, you know what? Like, it's fine to say apples don't cost that much, but you don't know anything about that fucking family. I do because they lived across the park from me in a much nicer house. (laughs) All right. How about them apples? (laughs) How do you like them apples? (laughs) I love your cackle. Do you like apples? Yeah. Well, I got a number. How do you like them apples? <laughs> Once there was.
was his kid who got into an accident and caught at college school. Fucking love that song. <laughs> what was the other? Oh, Superman song. Superman was the other one, but um. I had, so this was a while ago, but I had this, you know, when you have those anxiety things where it's like you wake up at three in the morning and you're all of a sudden you're thinking about this embarrassing thing that happened to you like 20 years ago. Yep. I had that happen to me, but it, instead I woke up consumed by the idea of what the fuck happened to the crash, te- the crash test dummies. <laughs> and so I ended up going on like this two hour, like from three until five in the morning, this like two hour wormhole into crash test dummies and listen to that track like literally <laughs> 17 times. Did they get plowed into a wall at high speeds? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that song. It's so good. <laughs> I didn't realize they're Canadian. I mean, I should. Yeah. Guess that based on their name. Superman's dead. I thought that was Our Lady Peace. That is. They had they had the song. Superman never made any money, saving the world from Solomon and Grundy. Weird Al Yankovic did a really good, not a really good. I mean, but he did a he did a like a a comedy version of. of the crash that crash test dummy song that we led in with and it's all about like it has like the it's it's super 90s it's like um nancy kerrigan and tanya harding yes Um, it has the guy who basically who got that kid who was in i think was like thailand who ended up getting caned for uh for doing (laughs) drugs or something and then the other one was about um uh lorena bobbitt and he basically talks about those three cases and that's the song god the 90s was so cool cutting off dicks Beating each other during figure skating. God, a lot of those people in the Crash to Dummies had lank, long hair. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just the, the, the great moment for just the lankest long hair. No curls, no nothing, <laughs> just like long hair. Anyways, enough about the Crash Test. I can't believe we might have people who don't have as much of an appetite for Crash Test <laughs> Dummies. This is a segue for D's Crash Test uh, potties. <laughs> D's History of the Crash Test Dummies podcast. Check (laughs) that out. (laughs) This segment is all about diet ads and bikini fashion in teen magazines, which is super fucked up. I was, so I do the read throughs for the issues to kind of like pick out sort of what we can do for segments and stuff like that. And I could, I counted literally four different diet ads within pages of bikini fashion spreads. And all I could think of, like, I just couldn't stop thinking about the fact that like you had impressionable young people like reading these magazines and seeing all of these like bikini fashions, the bikinis were great. I was really into the bikinis, but it was like all of these like thin life models wearing, you know, wearing bikinis. And then like three fucking pages later, there's like a, an ad for dieting and like, or an also, ad for like a fat camp. Man, you could really wear a tampon with a bikini back then. <laughs> these things were huge compared to modern standards. I also love, it's like figure problems, the swimsuit solution. Literally every, my waist never looks so small. Yeah, Julie, that's cause you're fucking 80 pounds. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. Like, how what? are these swimsuit bottoms so huge? And, let, and yet they don't reach the navel. It's insane. I don't even know how bodies work that way. They're somehow gigantic, and yet they don't reach the navel. Yeah. A lot it's, of that is photoshopped, but... Yeah, it's just... It's fucking insane. It's like, wow, I finally have a chest, Aaron. Yeah. 
Where did my butt go? This suit is amazing. Also, that's a 90s thing to hide your butt. Now it's all about the butts. Oh, my God. That's so funny to be like, I need my butt to be smaller. Yeah. God, I would have <laughs> thrived in the 90s. <laughs> it's amazing where you can, where Photoshop can place the navel, <laughs> where you can move the navel around yeah. to make people look like they have longer bodies than they do. Yeah. Well, these are also models, so they probably do have long bodies. It's yeah. not representative of how this would fit an average person. What was the year when they were mandated to remove the dieting ads? Uh, I think it was in 2003. They weren't allowed to put them in teen magazines that anymore. Late, which eh? is basically like the time that magazines all went kaput anyway, except for 17. So. Oh, great. So I never stood a chance. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if you were a teen and you grew up in the 90s, by the time you stopped reading teen magazines, it was too fucking late for you. Exactly. So if you have a body image issues and disordered eating and all kinds of other problems related to image, uh, you can blame it on these motherfuckers. Yeah. I, I can't really uh, speak on this because I'm on a diet right now, a pretty restrictive diet, even though I'm drinking beer. But it's just because my doctor, a doctor, doctor sister, my doctor <laughs> sister, told me that my back problems might be related to me carrying too much weight on my frame. So like now I'm like trying to lose well, weight. Well, if you're doing it for health, that's your own thing, pain. right? Like, yeah. it's one thing to to diet for health, and it's one thing. It's totally fine. Well, if it's you about do. your body. It's about how your body type is and where you feel comfortable. Yeah. So yeah. I'm carrying way too much weight on my frame. I by the way, I took photos today because I thought I'd lost a lot of weight, and I was super bummed about it when I saw the photos. But then I saw photos of me before that, and it was a disaster. I was just carrying way too much weight. No one says shit to you because I hide it in my photos. And no one says, hey, you're like incredibly heavy for how you should look. Then he felt better after. After I saw how horrified I was by how <laughs> things were going before that. Don't go on a diet if you're healthy. I'm just saying I need to. Uh, that's my frame. I should be way less weight because I'm naturally a skinny frame. I just drank a million beers every day and ate cheese all the fucking time. Yeah, My cholesterol was through the roof and now I can never eat cheese again. I mean, I eat a little bit of it, but it's just like, this is my diet. Well, you can't eat it reasons. like a piece of meat every day. <laughs> Nobody at Girly Mags is ever going to tell you what to do with your body. If you want to eat a certain way or you want to exercise a certain way in order to like lose weight or do whatever you want to do with your body, that is fine. But we are talking specifically about like a concentrated effort buy these magazines to make everybody fucking hate themselves yeah. well, at a into a certain weight it, so that you start like you know basically squeeze in between clothes. the diet ads and the and the surfer like bikini ads because this is like a may magazine so it's like right before summer there's also like a workout section which was always total bullshit like it's like some skinny model is like here do a couple leg lifts and like the most yeah. basic like spot toning which by the way if you do want to lose weight doesn't work you're way better off lifting weights, not even doing cardio and forcing, you know, uh, forcing yourself not to eat. Like lifting weights is uh, way better bro, than doing any of this bro, shit. You lose weight in the kitchen. You gain mass and muscle <laughs> in the gym. <laughs> God, I'm on like uh, looking at people talking about the, the shutdown. Everyone's like, I miss the gym so much. I miss the gym. It's like, calm down. I'm so <laughs> grateful to have the excuse not to go to the gym. Get a personality. Anytime we, I mean, I know that like anytime Andrea posts on, on our Instagram account showing like, you know, a specific article from a specific issue talking about, you know, diet culture or like 
showing the prop being uh, showing these issues as being a product of diet culture or like a, like a, a creator of diet culture we always get these people who like comment on it in like health policing everybody and being like well as long as you're healthy and it's so fucking it's such ableist garbage and it's you know like do do what you need to do to feel healthy but i mean it's these these specific magazines that's why i have a a love-hate relationship with them because they are very much a part of the reason why i grew up in the 90s completely hating myself well did you look at this so right after the tommy tommy toner uh segment and the stomach showing styles there's a right for you looks make the right choice check out these 10 simple beauty strategies they'll flatter your features and play down what you don't like for ears that stick out, hair that has volume and covers your ears to give your body, your your hair more body style using a mousse. Never use mousse. It looks <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and it's like saying, don't wear your fine hair long and straight. Your ears are going to poke through. For short or fat fingers, for close set eyes, for a big nose, for a yeah. high or big forehead, for yellow toned teeth, for your eye color. It's almost like, like they could invent something you hate about yourself, no matter how you look. Exactly. There's always something you can hate about yourself. Well, and that plays exactly. into consumer capitalism, right? Like, I'm sure if you looked like right after these, they'd be like, and here's some makeup that you could use to like, you know, make your small eyes look bigger to make your forehead look smaller. Also right here, I take this personally because I have a big forehead. Right. Soft, wispy bangs. Don't look great on me. I've tried it. Wrong, full, blunt cut bangs are pulling your hair off your forehead. My two favorite styles. So fuck you, magazine. <laughs> when we talk about diet culture and when we talk about these magazines, we, we are talking about a very specific system in place that has been in place for fucking ever that basically says, like, we want you to either kill yourself losing weight to be part to be to fit into this like you know cookie cutter idea of what people should look like and what your frame should look like or just flat out kill yourself right off the bat and we don't care which route you take you can kill yourself or you can kill yourself doing all this shit to fit into what we want you to be we're also forgetting we're interpreting this with our adult minds being like having adult choices on how our bodies look. This of is course. marketed towards teens yeah. who have no control how their bodies are and are marketed towards these te- these adult bodies who have gone through puberty, who have done Absolutely. all these things, who, you know, you, you stretch out and you do, you come into your bodies, you get older. This isn't marketed towards adults who can make adult choices and how they want their bodies to look yeah. and how they're confident, how their bodies look. These are marketed towards 13, 14 year olds to go on crazy diets and do these crazy yeah. exercises when your body hasn't even finished developing into what it's going to be, how exactly. it's going to hang on your frame. This ma- These magazines picked the worst fucking time in a person's like growth to do this. They do it intentionally. Yeah. And that's it's what's an intent. criminal. There's, yeah, there is intent. And it if is you're criminal. an adult and you want to go on a diet and you want your body to look a certain way, one, you should be confident in the way your body looks and have it be the whatever is healthy on your frame. If you want to be the healthiest version that could live forever, or if you want to eat fucking a million snacks and die young and live happy, that's on you. But you're an adult. You can make these choices. Putting this shit on teenagers? When I say they picked these this moment in time for these teenagers, they did it 
fully intentionally because they want it. They want it because they want to make money. Yep. When these girls get fucking older, they want to make well, money off. Because of that's when your neurosis. body is most fucked and you have the least control over your body. But if you give you the option of here's how you can control it when you have the least control of your body, which is during puberty in your developing years, if you offer, yeah. here's how you control and lose weight and look better. This is how you do it, by buying shit. Within four yeah. or five years, your body might change entirely. I was exactly. super overweight in high school and then bleep bloop out of nowhere when I turned 20, I I moved out of my hometown and, and was 140 pounds at 6'1", which was super unhealthy, but I was starving because I was a student. But my body just, like, my all of a sudden my metabolism kicked in. If I had been obsessed with my body weight, I would have put all this effort in to lose weight in high school when my body was just going also, through Also, when you're through. young and you don't have any concept of, like, media or, like, consumerism or, like, anything, you just, like, take everything at face value. This yeah. entire fucking spread at the bottom, it says sponsored by Maybelline. So Absolutely. it's like for your big nose, for close set eyes, all this shit. And then it's like, here, buy this makeup and it'll make you not look like this. Like it's yeah. fucked. It, especially, like I said, it wasn't until 2003 that they actually banned uh, diet ads and stuff like that. But when you used to go into the back of these magazines, the back pages were even worse. There's like fat camps. It literally says fat yeah. camps or like ways to lose you weight. You could order crazy fucking supplements from the back of these fucking Yeah, like hydroxy cut without talking to your medical provide like the, your medical provider or your doctor or anything like that. You could buy all of these like weird fucking supplements to lose all of this weight and just like preying on people who like are already feeling shitty about their bodies. And also a lot of this didn't take into consideration like, oh, why do people maybe look the way they do? Like, you know, what 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 about this is hereditary? What what about this is based in maybe potential mental health problems or something like that. Diet culture does not make money off of people loving themselves. And I remember reading, um, Lindy West wrote uh, her book Shrill. And I remember she said something specific in it that always resonated with me. And I always bring it up whenever we talk about it. But she said, you can't, you can't love something that you've been taught to hate. And that, and what these magazines would do is they would just go through an entire generation of people, make them hate themselves, and then not do anything to help them self-correct that because you've been taught to hate your body. How do you love it after that? How do you love it enough to take care of it? These magazines played a huge part in my like discovery of my sexuality because I did not have sex until my 20s and part of that reason was the fact that I didn't think I was good looking enough for people to want to fuck me because of the way that I looked and these magazines played a very big role in that well you know who would want to fuck you who Luke Perry because (laughs) it says right here in the celeb did you know section Luke Perry has never been shy about saying he prefers girls with lots of curves his Ooh. reason, he explains, is that he's too bony himself to be with a thin woman. Oh, it seems his wife, Luke. Minnie, may have been aware of that fact. Turns out Luke first became interested in her when, this sounds like a very Dylan moment, as an unknown fan of his, she mailed him a special package. It contained her bra. He called her <laughs> up and it was love in the All making. Right. You probably shouldn't marry someone who mailed you her bra, but maybe it worked out. <laughs> you know what? I, If you want to get married to a celebrity... Just mail your bra to them. Snoop Dogg yeah. is the exact same way. Snoop Doggy Dogg, as I like to call him. <laughs> you guys are on a first name basis. 
he's skinny and he's like, I like a bigger woman because I'm super skinny. I've dated people that like have been, I, I mean, I don't like the term chubby chaser, but I mean, they probably were. Um, it's, I mean, some people are fine being fetishized based on their bodies. I'm maybe not one of those people, but um, it's like, I've totally met slim people who just fully fucking dig fat women and fat people. I think we should say that, you know, fuck these magazines they've they contributed to a lot of mental health issues growing up Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until most of us were after like stopped reading them that they're like hey maybe this is a problem but they this was our media growing up we didn't have google we didn't have youtube we didn't have instagram influencers our fucking shit was these celebrities being like hey wear this swimsuit and try on this makeup and you'll be a better person yeah, and people will like you more. As yeah. much as I hate the modern generation, how boring they are and how they have no fun. God, things are so much more healthy now with like yeah. just representation and diversity and diversity. God, things would be so much better. Like I had a lot of fun as a young person as like a white cis male, but God, things have to be so much more fun for people of different body types of different genders. So congratulations, young people. The nineties sucked. <laughs> <laughs> fucking suck for this for a lot of reasons <laughs> one day we'll go into an entire segment on the pro on the problematic nature of the current body positivity movement it ways that it should be more positive but is kind of going in a different direction we can talk about that later but yes i agree that like at least we're having more conversations around, you know, self-care and self-love and, you know, and all that stuff. So I agree. Yeah, I got drunk and partied and uh, had a lot of fun. And now we have more conversations. Yay! (laughs) 2019, 2020, so much fun. No, but it's better for people who aren't me. Better, better, it's better. (laughs) On that note, I'm ending this segment because my dog just peed on the carpet. (laughs) I have to go clean it up. That is her body, her choice. <laughs> Your carpet. Hi, honey, I'm home. You know, my house smells so fresh, you'd never know we had pets. Pubescent God, I've lost all my range. That song makes me want to watch both the like the '90s version, the '90s movie of the Babysitters Club because they had it in that movie, yes. and also you got mail. That's <laughs> also my so-called life. Amazing, and it's weird that in a couple of years and never since they had two short-haired Irish girls who ascended the top of the pop charts. Who, Sinead? Sinead O'Connor, <laughs> famously. And, uh, uh, oh God. Dolores. Uh, Dolores O'Rourden. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, we are going to go into our quiz. Yep. It is called Best Friends. Have you met your match? With your friends and your quiz and your friends and your quiz. (laughs) That's good. Um, all right. So I'm going to be giving this, uh, this quiz to Andrea. So, I don't know who she'll be envisioning when she thinks about when she takes this quiz, but we will find out if she has met her match. Long-term <laughs> listeners know why I'm disqualified to take this quiz. 
Okay, so first question. When it comes to guys, you and your best friend, A, always seem to fall for the same one, B, sometimes compete for the attention of the same guy, but just as often have different opinions on guys, or C, would rather date butthead than, than each other's latest love interest? C, I never date the same guys as my friends, clearly. One, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> so two, when the two of you are trying to decide on a movie to see, you A, open the newspaper and instantly agree on which movie to see. Open <laughs> the last the time I opened a newspaper to look at the movies, like what? <laughs> uh, B, squabble like Siskel and Ebert, all RIP, uh, then eventually settle on a movie that garners a thumbs up from each of you. Or C, are so unable to agree that you consider going to a multiplex theater and watching separate movies. Remember we can go to the movie theater? Yes, I miss <laughs> going to the movies. I did that with Andrea. She went and saw some shitty horror movie that I went and saw the Planet of the Apes sequel. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, I'd say B. B. And the whole time I was terrified because it, it was like, is uh, I'm in Reno and people have assault weapons. I'm like, is someone going to come in here and shoot me? <laughs> God bless America. Both of you have been out shopping with your moms. <laughs> when you when you compare purchases, you A, discover that you bought the same sweater again. B, drool over a few of each other's acquisitions and decide you'll borrow some stuff from one another. Or C, try to be polite while inside you're thinking, I'd never be caught dead wearing that. C! <laughs> Me and my best friend from Reno have the exact opposite taste. I already know where this quiz is going. <laughs> You're driving around town together. When it comes to choosing a radio station, you A, immediately agree on the same radio station to listen to, B, after some discussion, settle on a station you both can live with, or C, realize that the next time she's driving, you'll, wa you'll bring along your Walkman. Your Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll go with A on the music tastes. That's the one thing that we agree on. All right. You're sitting around daydreaming about the future. You A, think your friend's future plan sound, plans sound incredibly exciting and wonderful. After all, they sound a lot like yours. B, discover that you have several but not all of the same goals. Or C, think to yourself, how can she throw away her future like that? Wow. C! <laughs> oh, Are their goals involved doing pills until they get pregnant and then continuing <laughs> doing pills? This is Reno we're talking about. I'll go with C. No offense. Whoever's listening, if you think this is about you, it is. You're so You are harsh. Holy crap. <laughs> when the two of you are at a party, you A, stay pretty much joined at the hip because you're drawn to the same people. B, stay with each other half the time, but mingle with other friends as well. Or C, break apart almost as soon as you arrive. Or D, find the nearest dog and pull them into <laughs> yes. the bathroom and don't talk to anybody, which is the one I would I pick. can hear her <laughs> squeaking in the background. It's so cute. Yeah. Uh, I'll go with B. Okay. Next question. When it comes to your friend's behavior, you A, are hardly ever surprised. Why should you be? You almost always act the exact same way. B, sometimes wonder what's gotten into her, but usually understand where she's coming from. Or C, are constantly baffled by her actions and decisions. C! <laughs> yeah, this is not going to be a shocker of a quiz. <laughs> 
Uh, when it comes to school, you and your friend A love and hate all the same classes, B agree on most of the classes you like but differ on a few, or C have completely different interests. C! <laughs> <laughs> I can't relate to this quiz. Uh, Today, my best friend called me for a very lengthy conversation on whether he should buy a Roomba 50% <laughs> off. And we talked for like 25 minutes about like, well, a Roomba, uh, you can have to buy a vacuum in addition to this. It was the most boring conversation I've ever heard. I'm like, you guys used to talk about chicks in like parties. And now you're like, hmm, I wonder if my- James is like giving him very like detailed advice about how to, how to plug your vacuum. Vacuum, who he thinks he needs to replace because his vacuum, he's buying a Roomba to replace that used vacuum. I'm like. I have some opinions on how to fix your vacuum. <laughs> I feel like this one this one conversation has taken 75 years <laughs> of my life. Um, Roomba C! <laughs> um, the two of you are swapping your ideas on the ideal vacation spot. You A, discover your dream destination is the exact same place. B, agree on the perfect country to visit, but not the city. Or C, can't believe where she wants to travel. You'd rather spend a month in a station wagon with your parents. I feel very attacked by this question (laughs) because we can't travel right now. Exactly. I'd go with A because I think we agree on traveling and music. That's about it. All right. I think this is the last question. Yeah. Her parents are coming over for dinner to meet your parents. Oh, yikes. Dating? You think to yourself, A, this will be fun. I know everyone will get along. B, they should have enough in common to spend a nice evening together. Or C, I wonder how long everyone will be able to last together in the same room. Or D, how much alcohol is going to be here so our parents can get a- get along? By the way, this is the 90s, so you might have a best friend in which you're like, my parents are going gonna... fr- to... My best friend from the 90s is still my best friend today, and we're very no, different But people. I'm just saying, are you guys dating? Yes, this is the 90s. This is my roommate. Your best friend roommate. <laughs> uh, I'll go with B. B? All right. They all both grew up in the 70s. At the end of the night, they're probably going to end up dropping acid together while me and my friend play upstairs. So beep, boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. And you scored mostly Cs, obviously. Doi! Um, you and your friend are living proof that opposites attract. You say go, she says stop. But somehow, somehow that you two have connected with a special chemistry... The pitfalls of such friendship, sometimes the relationship can get stormy when you two hotly disagree on an issue. Yep. The perks, the perks, you both are always learning from each other's radically different viewpoints. Yep. One thing's for sure, your friendship is bound to keep both of you on your toes. So lessons learned. You can be friends with somebody who is very different than you. And yeah. if you're my friend listening to this, which you probably are, yes, this is about you. Yes, we're very different. And you know what? That's okay. It's okay to be also, different from your friends. Also, there's this little like uh, cutoff with like this quiz with uh, friends who get along famously. And I was shocked to realize that Cher has a really close friendship with Michelle Pfeiffer. Totes. We're both Valley girls. I mean, we think we're pretty cool, but every once in a while, I'm real naive. And so is she. Friends can tell me you're totally full of it. And I have to listen to it. I don't know. That's Cher talking. I don't know what she just <laughs> said. <laughs> What we've learned from this quiz, you can be opposites with a friend and still be their friend. You can have opposites with your partner. If you, mm-hmm. as long as you have, you know, a middle ground, you're willing to compromise and not as argue as, over as your opinions. Of each other. Yeah, it's yeah, fun. As long as you're like respectful of each other. Yeah, there could be some blowouts too, though. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially when it comes to your butts. 
friend. A real friend is there for you when you have butt blowouts. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> or when they shit on your D, carpet. thank you for all the times that you supported me during my And Andrew's best friend, Aww. you support them when they shit on your carpet. Yeah, it's true. Like a dog. <laughs> a friend in need's a friend indeed. A friend with an upset is a shitter. <laughs> a friend who wears depends. <laughs> Depend, because you've got a lot of living to do. <laughs> Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Girly Mags. Bam. If you uh, don't follow us on Instagram, our Instagram is girly.mags. I can't imagine somebody who doesn't follow us on Instagram. You know what, though? Maybe there's God, some random... God love you, though. You know what, though? We had we were, like, number in, like, the top charts in Romania this week. So wow. shout out to our Romanian listeners. Shout, shout out, out to Romania. No disrespect <laughs> to my Roma people. <laughs> yeah, like, thanks so much. Uh, also... Yeah. Please rate and review us. It really makes us happy. We have actually haven't had a nice review in a long time or yeah. any reviews. So, you know what? If you like the show, you listen, just give us a little review. Say something nice about us. It really or makes us happy. Or drag us, bitch. <laughs> yeah, or drag us if you want. Just tell, tell me I look pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Be nice to me. <laughs> show me affection. Yeah. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Again, if you... Uh, want to join our Patreon? It's patreon.com slash girlymags. We got some extra segments, magazine content, yeah. uh, stickers, and merch that we'll be sending out this week. Also, our undying evo- a devotion to you. So Exactly. <laughs> Sign and up. we might call you and give you a quiz. Oh, yeah. We might yeah. call you and give you a quiz if you join the $5 tier. So check that out. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, send us your embarrassing moments, teen photos, anything to post on our Instagram. We love that. And we always like hearing from you guys. So and thank you. Thank you to all of our current patrons. Uh, you guys fucking rule. Yeah, uh, we love you so much. Yeah. You guys bought me my little, like, pilot headset so that we can keep recording during this pandemic. So thank you very much. Yeah, and when Dee does cam girl stuff on the side, which... Yeah. <laughs> which... <laughs> and when she's on her Twitch stream being like, this is why women are ruining gaming. <laughs> Do not sign up for my OnlyFans. It'll just be me holding up my dog. I will sign up for that in a second. (laughs) Okay, love you guys. Bye. 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 You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.